0: Welcome to another episode of Forsaken Film Reviews. I'm Paul, the Forsaken Ferret, and once again, I'll be using my Scene method to examine a movie's story, character, execution, nuance, and entertainment value. For more information about Scene or about my 5 Bowtie rating system, be sure to check out forsakenfilmreviews.wordpress.com. And as before, if you're just interested in how I rated this episode's film, you can skip my brief and mostly spoiler-free breakdown, by jumping to the end of this podcast. Let's get started, shall we? For this episode, I'll be looking at Francois Truffaut's 1966 classic, Fahrenheit 451.
1: Tell me, that number you all wear, what's it mean? Oh, Fahrenheit 451. Why
0: 451 rather than
1: 813 or 121? Fahrenheit 451 is a temperature at which... Book paper catches fire and starts to burn. I'd like to ask you something else, only I don't really dare. Go ahead. Is it true that a long time ago firemen used to put out fires and not burn books? (sighs) Really, your uncle is right. You're light in the head. Put fires out. Who told you that? Oh, I don't know, someone, but is it true? Did they? Oh, what a strange idea! Houses have always been fireproof. Ours isn't. Well, then, uh, it should be condemned one of these days. It has to be destroyed and uh, you will have to move to a house that is fireproof. Too bad. Tell me, why do you burn books? What? Well, it's a job like any other. Good work with lots of variety. Monday, we burn Miller, Tuesday, Tolstoy, Wednesday, Walt Whitman, Friday, Faulkner, and Saturday and Sunday, Schopenhauer and Sartre. We burn them to ashes and then burn the ashes. That's our official motto. You don't like books, then? Do you like the rain? (laughs) Yes, I adore it. Books are just so much rubbish. They have no interest. Then why do some people still read them, although it's so dangerous? Precisely because it is forbidden. Why is it forbidden? Because it made people unhappy.
0: The story is based on a novel written by Ray Bradbury. The screenplay itself was written by the director Truffaut and also by Jean-Louis Richard. It's set in a world where the government has banned literature. It's a world where firemen do not put out fires. They actually set them. The film's primary focus is a fireman named Guy Montag, played by Oscar Werner. Montag starts out the story as a loyal citizen, performing his duties and following the law. But when he encounters his unorthodox neighbor, Clarissa, he finds himself doing the very things that he's tried to stop people from doing in the past. Julie Christie plays Clarissa, Montag's neighbor, she and Guy notice each other during uh, the daily commute and they start discussing jobs. Having learned what he does, she asks him, Has he ever read any of the books that he has burned? Interestingly, Christy also plays Linda, Montag's wife, who spends much of her day taking drugs, watching the wall screen, and trying to be part of this interactive show called The Family. Christy handles both of her roles quite marvelously. I really love how the characters represent the two women in Montag's life. Basically, the two halves of his life, the two sides of himself. This duality of the two characters, I think, is mostly reflected in the occupations which we find the two characters wanting. With Linda, she wants to be an actress on the family, which I think is a very personal, almost selfish type of occupation that she's trying to go for. With Clarissa, we see her nearly heartbroken when she's unable to become a teacher. It's a job that we usually associate with helping others. Linking Montag so closely to Linda and Clarissa may be why Clarissa's outcome in the film is different from Bradbury's original source material. Now, I personally like the ending of this film better I think it better reflects the times of the movie's release instead of the book, and art should be a living, breathing thing and should adapt and change with the times. I do have to say that I was a bit bothered by some of the accents though. I think that this is because I wrongly had this preconceived notion that the story was taking place in the US. Another preconceived notion that I had was the technology level. Truffaut seemed to remove a lot of the future elements in his version of Fahrenheit, as if to make his story more timeless. Nothing really seemed futuristic in the movie. The locations were cleaner. They had this minimalistic look. But really, the only thing that showed any type of time difference was probably the costumes and the vehicles. And even then, it was that 1960s view of what the future was going to be. Fortunately, I didn't really have to linger on this for very long as the pacing of the film was consistent and always moving forward. We have this very classic cinematic music by Bernard Herrmann as well that kept the film moving. That said, there were also some scenes where there were just no music at all and it kind of gave you this unnerving feeling. What really stands out in this film is its powerful themes. It's a great warning of what could happen if a ruling entity were to go unchecked, even if that entity was doing so for the best intentions. As discussed by the character of the captain played by Cyril Kuzak, there were definite reasons for banning books. Ironically, in trying to prevent the emotional manipulation that literature was inflicting on citizens, The government was emotionally manipulating the masses into fearing books. The film is also a search for identity. We see this with Montag's struggle to find out what kind of man he is supposed to be. And we truly only see what that man is after he select the book that he is to memorize. We also see the search for identity in having Linda and Clarissa played by the same person. Only together does the audience see a complete identity. Along with themes, I also love the use of symbols in the film. Most notable, of course, is the fire itself. It represents the spark of knowledge, but it's also a destructive force. The government was so afraid that books would harm people that they took it away. But like knowledge, fire really doesn't care what it affects. We do. So, yes, fire can burn down houses, but it can also be used to cook food, keep us warm, and protect us from the darkness. And yes, knowledge can be destructive, but it can have good uses too. And let's face it, fire and knowledge probably is the most destructive when used by someone who hasn't had any practice with it. Another symbol in the film and also the original source material which I liked is the salamander logo. I think it's good to associate the fireman with this creature because mythologically speaking, it is a creature that is born of fire so it's not harmed by it. It's kind of cool to envision the firemen of this world like that. I'm going to take a brief break, and when I get back, I'll give you my ratings for each scene category and then my overall score. I'll see you in a few. Weekends are a good time to listen to podcasts, unless the weekend begins with Friday the 13th. Return to Camp Blood is Jason's podcast, and no one will be left alive. Join Chris, E, Eric, and Oz as they return to Camp Blood every Friday night at CampBloodPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen, or you'll find yourself the latest victim of Jason's wrath. So many podcasts offer TV and movie news. Along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best.
1: Admit it. You're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a Pissy ex video star clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We're your vocal heroes of Pissy Opinion. We bring you all the latest TV
0: and movie news, reviews, and general geeky rants.
1: As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, yeah Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flex Podcast, where the Chris vs. Kev Civil War never stops.
0: This is the podcast you're looking for. I am one sick puppy. If you like things that go bump in the night that you don't have to pay by the hour, check out the Dead as Hell Horror Podcast. Horror movie and comic book news and reviews at deadashellhp.com. Or Dead as Hell HP on Stitcher, iTunes, Blackberry, and Zoom. Welcome back, and here are the ratings for each of my scene categories as well as my overall score. For story, I give Fahrenheit 451 a 4 out of 5 bow ties. I thought the story was amazing, and I would definitely love to see this film remade with some modern themes. For characters, I would give this film a 3 out of 5. For execution, I didn't think there was anything spectacular here, so I gave it a 2 out of 5. For nuance, however, I thought that it really did capture a lot of the source material's themes, and it also added a few of its own unique ones. Chiefly, there is a better balance in the role that females will play in the future. And because of that, I gave uh, this film a nuance score of 4. And for overall entertainment value, I give this film a two out of five, which gives this film a composite score of three bow ties out of five, which just hits my threshold of rewatchability. So definitely you'll want to watch this film at least once and possibly a second or third time. Thank you again for listening. If you like my reviews, please subscribe to this podcast to make sure that you get all the notifications for the latest releases. And don't forget to check out any of the other fine shows that are offered at Astro Radio Z. So until next time, I'll see you with a new Forsaken film review.